Let the Gordy Party begin! It's the Monument Park Podcast with Will Peshek. This is a fireable offense. Robbie Finizio and Don Cetacino. This guy sucks! Good evening, good afternoon. Uh, welcome whenever you're listening to this. This is indeed the Monument Park Podcast. I'm joined with my very good buddies from the Sacred Heart Sports Media Club, uh, Robbie Finizio and Will Peshek, uh, here to talk about the Yankees for the first time uh, for the 2021 season. Roster, it's roster time. Spring training is coming to an end. The team is heading north to start their season against the Toronto Blue Jays. And We've had lots of news. We had an injury scare with Aaron Judge where it seemed like he was nowhere to be found for a couple of days. <laughs> and we've had issues with the bullpen. You know, Zach Britton, that was a couple of months ago. All of, all of a sudden, Justin Wilson is going down. Uh, but I'll kick it off with Robbie or, or Rob if you guys want to talk about the impact that this Luke Voigt injury is going to have on the lineup for at least the first month of the season. Yeah, I mean, listen, as a Yankee fan, you understand that injuries happen. It's, it's you know, obviously we, we were scared to look at almost two injuries and possibly Aaron Judge, and that was a big deal. But I actually think that uh, losing Boyd for uh, – do what, what was the, what are the time to? I believe it's it three, at least three, three to four weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay, that's, I feel like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because from what I've seen and from what I've heard, Gleyber Torres looks good. The roster looks good. Um, listen, the Yankees have faith in Gary Sanchez this year. They're all backing him up. Um, the roster looks good. Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Garrett Cole can do. I'm, I'm excited to see what Corey Clubber can do. Obviously, he won't be in the first rotation. Um, I don't think they're going to start him until the, the next uh, rotation. But I also want to see what James Allen can do. And, um, yeah, I feel like this Lou Boyd injury is one of those things where uh, I'd rather him have this injury the first, you know, couple games then late in the stretch in September for sure this is definitely in my opinion it it sucks it blows um here's where I get nervous why on earth is Jay Bruce your starting first baseman um there are and listen I think Aaron Boone is a good manager at times but there's some decisions where I just think that they're just mind-boggling decisions and uh, the time where he started Debbie Garcia for an inning in the playoffs and then took him out for Jay Happ, like that was stupid. Um, this is another one of them. I don't know how the I don't know how, how this is gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna share the screen for those watching uh, at home that uh, on the simulcast. Look at Jay Bruce's WAR here for a second. He has a, a career 19.8 WAR. Um, that's like Mike Trout, Mookie Betts esque for a single season. Um, so I guess that's okay, but. I mean, look, he's an okay piece to replace Luke Voigt for uh, like one, two games, five games at a time. But for a three, four-week stretch, I mean, I mean, can you believe anything the Yankees say anymore with injuries? They're telling us three weeks. He, he, he could be out till August um, at the rate that they're known for going. I don't think Jay Bruce is the guy. I think you have a very suitable backup first baseman and DJ LeMahieu. The guy can play every uh, infield position, and he does it phenomenally. Um, this is where I think you have Derek Dietrich over Tyler Wade in the situation because Dietrich has better pop in his bat than freaking 149 Tyler Wade. It, 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 it just sickens me. Um, also, Bruce is about 52 RBIs away from 1,000 RBIs in his career, so just worth noting that Jay Bruce can have a milestone within the first three weeks of the season. Well, for the Yankees, I mean, you hope he hits that milestone. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no matter how long. So I was going to pose this question. You bring up a good point. 
So you would have rather see LeMayu shift over to first and then see Dietrich at short as opposed to just because just this Jay Bruce thing, he wasn't even going to make the roster until this Void stuff came up. I mean, he was a non-roster invitee, not even on the 40-man. He was going to be cut along with Derek Dietrich. And then all of a sudden, he's thrust into your starting first baseman role. I do like him better than Mike Ford for just for this role, just because of the experience he's got popping his bat. Um, But that is an interesting point, having being able to move LeMayu over to first and then having your choice of Dietrich or Tyler Wade play short. That probably would have been where I went. But, you know, lefty bat. I mean, Dietrich is lefty bat, too. I mean, it's hard to defend. Honestly, it's 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 pretty strange. And also, Glaber has played second base better than he played shortstop. So if you move DJ to first, Glaber goes to second, and then you have your natural shortstop and Dietrich and, and Wade at short. Um, that's where I think that's where the Yankees should have gone. But, I mean, can Jay Bruce scoop, you know, balls in the dirt? Because the Yankees infield can never throw a perfect pitch to first base, aside from Gio Urshela. I mean, Glaber Torres is a little sidearm crap, and it always goes either over Voight or in, or in the dirt. Look, I don't know, but... You hope it's nothing major to void, but man, I don't want to see Jay Bruce start every day. I think the Yankees like to, from what I've seen, they like to sign guys that are clearly, you know, out of their prime. They had their, you know, golden glove seasons and their MVP candidate seasons. And, and like Jay Bruce is a guy who's had a great career. He's on his last limb of it. And I feel like this is a similar, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury, Brian McCann kind of situation where these guys come in pump out a couple games, take over, and then they say goodbye after their year contract. I, I agree with you guys. I don't like. I, I don't think that this is obviously an optimal move, but I hope that Luke Boyd is going to be back in about four weeks. I, I as much as the Yankees tend to, these Yankee players uh, tend to, you know, extend their injuries. I don't feel like this is the kind of situation. I feel like um, I'm gonna. I think we're gonna see Luke Boyd soon. I mean, yeah, and who knows how long he's been sitting on this? I mean, he had the the foot thing that lasted all of last year. I mean, all things considered, if you want to take away, you say it's a fluke season, which I don't think it was a fluke season last year for Luke Voigt. This guy's tough as nails. I mean, with all the injuries and all the guys that have gone down, Luke Voigt has been a staple in that lineup for most of the time that he's been here after he's taken over for Greg Bird. So I think this is, this may be a little bit more serious than they're letting on because this guy doesn't miss games. No, and he he played all of last season with plantar fasciitis. He led the, he led Major League Baseball in home runs on one foot, you know, to be exact. And um, mm-hmm. he was great. Um, he he deserves a rest. And look, the whole Aaron Judge scare the other day. I was sitting in class, and I'm like, I was talking with Corey because because I class with Corey, and I'm like, either Aaron Judge has gone missing, or they're making him captain and extending him long term because you don't see a game get pushed back fifty minutes the manager say he's not talking and the gm be late and the guy not in the lineup so something was odd but no he was just under the weather he's he doesn't have covid he's playing thursday right. yeah they just went through some protocol with him just to make sure he was just you know sick and, and then they, they think the air boom was like yeah there's a lot of pollen in florida they're like yeah that was it no it was definitely scary though i was worried i mean usually nothing good comes out of that like you said the guy's disappears nobody's talking everybody's scrambling for answers so i mean i was worried best case scenario honestly uh is what happened um shifting to Did ju- you guys know dom and robbie sorry to interrupt i want to get this out there before we move on aaron judge and so when, when they acquired stanton since they acquired stanton they only played 
235 games. Out of those 235 games, 22 of those games, Judge and Stanton both played at the same time. That can't happen this year. 22 times you've been no, on a lot of No, it, no, it's ridiculous. I did not know that. And I talked about it uh, uh, by myself. I said, I mean, it's re- it's gotten completely out of control with the injuries. This second year with this trainer, this guy that suppo- was supposed to come in and solve all their injury issues, it has to happen now. Otherwise, I mean, this isn't bad luck. I mean, the one, the Severino thing and the judge thing last year, guys come in with injuries the first day of spring training that they're dating back to the year before. I mean, it's just stuff that can't happen. I mean, it's like they're not even monitoring these guys. So that that is insane that they've only played 22 games together and it, it has to improve this year. And if it does, they'll be fine. But it's just it's a matter of them being able to stay healthy. Also, uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. We, ne- we didn't really talk about this. We didn't talk about it in uh, in this, the sports media podcast. What did, were you guys big fans of bringing Gardner back? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and here's why. You don't have Brett Gardner there. You lose a big piece in that locker room. You want to say Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton are the, are the big pieces in that locker room? No, it's not. It was CC and Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner is the only guy left of that 2009 World Series team. He knows what it takes to win, and I think until the Yankees win a World Series, Brett Gardner will be keep re-signing with the Yankees on one-year, two-year contracts because they want to win another World Series, and they need somebody in that locker room that can motivate the guys to do it, and I think it's Brett Gardner. He's not going to play a whole lot. I mean, if Brett Gardner is playing a whole lot, there's a problem because that means, A, either Frazier, uh, Judge, or Hicks are hurt, and Stanton is hurt because he would be the other option in, in the outfield, and uh, Talkin would be hurt because he's the other option in the outfield. So if, if Gardner is playing four times a week, that's a problem. Gardy, Gardy's been around so long that I can basically say I grew up watching him, essentially. Like, he's literally – that 09 team, you know, and obviously, you know, he was uh, a smaller part of that, but at the same time, he was the brains behind, you know, how that locker room worked and how they functioned. And, you know, I don't think that he should be uh, a presence in the lineup as much, but I think for more for the mental, for the younger guys, you need that leadership considering, you know, how young this team is and, you know, they're going to have a lot of movements, a lot of transactions in the next couple of months and whatnot. I feel like you, you need that, one gelling piece because he's one of the few guys that really has been on this team for more than five years. And I feel like, especially Aaron Boone, he knows that he needs to keep a guy like Gardner and Gardner is going to keep playing until he physically cannot play anymore. So I absolutely think that I'm a hundred percent okay with keeping him in the lineup until 2030. All right. So I was mixed your points that the, both of you guys just made, they're good points. And those are my, the reasons why I liked bringing him back. The one thing I will not tolerate, I mean, I, I say that as if I could call Brian Cashman and tell him to get his head out of his you-know-what, but uh, he cannot be taking a bats away from Clint Frazier. I do not want to see any platooning between him and Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier is this team's left fielder. Bottom line, when yeah. he needs a blow, Gardner goes in. I yeah. don't want Gardner taking a bats from him. No, and I, and, and I think Aaron Boone and the management knows that, and they said that Clint Frazier is a team starting left fielder, and it's about time. Um, no disrespect to Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, the guy's a hitting machine, but he cannot play the outfield. Um, there were points in what I doubted that Clint Frazier could be a starting outfielder because he just could not play defense. There was a stretch when he played the Boston Red Sox. and he had like four errors in, in one game. He like missed all these pop-ups. He was diving. It, it dropped in front of him. That's went away. And I mean, left field at, at Yankee Stadium, it's a tough position to play. And, and to be fair, 
Uh, I'm gonna give credit. I'm gonna give credit where where credit is due. Gardner plays it exceptionally well. I, I mean, Brett Gardner plays left field terrific. I mean, he makes it look so easy. But no, like Clint Frazier is a starting guy to go to. And you want to say double header because there's gonna be a lot of double headers this year because because of COVID protocol. If they cancel a game, they have to do seven double headers. Sure, Gardner's gonna play one of those games in the outfield. You know what's coming, and but that's Clint fine. Frazier, yeah, and Clint Frazier is starting outfielder for the Yankees. He has to be. And Gardy's got that speed, you know. I mean, he's older, but you know, he he is, you know. Don't don't be, you know, don't be surprised if he, you know, he comes in a game, he comes in pinch runs, and he steals a couple bases. I I still believe that Gardner has the wheels. I mean, he's not the same as he was at his peak, but I still totally believe that he is. He's definitely capable of being a, a role player, and he'll he'll do what he's got to do. He'll sacrifice his body to for the team. So I want to bring this back for a second. I'm looking at this statistic online. Je- uh, Aaron Judge, since his rookie season in 2017, he played 28 games in 2020. And since Giancarlo Stanton had 38 home runs in 2018, he's only hit seven in the past combined two seasons. That's the full 162 games in 2019 and the 60-game season he had last year. Well, he, did mi- he missed a lot of... Uh- Right, but right, 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 right. But, yeah. but that's what I'm saying is that these guys cannot stay healthy. No, and that's it's, a conversation I want to ask you guys: Is do the Yankees extend Aaron Judge? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've been on this train. I, I've I've been saying this from two years ago. The guy's not staying healthy, and they're not. Cashman, I think he's going. Cashman is going to offer Judge a Springer type deal, probably. And if Judge doesn't want it, he's going to walk because another Maybe a team. Hicks deal because Hicks got. Um, I, I think a little more. Hicks got seven years, seventy mil. So, so that's ten million a year. Maybe he gives Judge a little more than that. Maybe twenty. Uh, but yeah. you know. I think he'll offer twenty. I mean, I don't think it's not that you're not giving him an extension. You're offering it to him. I think there's going to be other bidders that are willing to willing to make more substantial commitments to him. And you got to pay Torres. Remember this. Tor- Torres is a stud. I know every. Bad year last year. Watch it. 60-game season. He came in overweight, out of shape because of quarantine. Glaber Torres is going to be a top-10 shortstop, in my opinion, uh, once he gets right. And they're going to have to pay him. So I don't think they're dishing out a huge contract for Judge. Well, see, that's where I think um, I'm going to disagree. I think the Yankees bring back Judge. Uh, he's the face of their team right now. Uh, there's not one player on the Yankees that I could say who's the face of their team. When, when people think of the Yankees, who do they think of? Aaron Judge. Well, they think right? Judge. Right. So that's why I, I think they're going to bring him back. But players are going to be shown the door, i.e. Gary Sanchez. I don't think he has a, a future with the team anymore. Um, pitchers are going to be shown the door. Obviously, Kluber's going to go. Uh, Tyone, they're probably not going to bring back. And and they could afford to bring up a guy like Garcia, a Schmidt, a King, and have them pitch for cheap while they're paying Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres. Uh, Urshela, uh, they also got to think about paying him. Uh, so, but this is the benefit of the Yankees is you have options if you decide to let Gary Sanchez go. Cause I can tell you right now, he's not getting JT Muto money. And as I said on the other podcast that I did today, uh, where we spoke about the Yankees and the Mets, if Gary Sanchez has, has another season this year, like he had the past two seasons, he's not coming back next year. This is a show it season for Gary Sanchez or his time is done in the Bronx. Well, I agree with that. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole publicly, you know, backed uh, Gary Sanchez. He said, you know, he's confident and he feels good. You know, we're ready. We're accepting him. We're ready to, you know, we know what he's capable of. Uh, and I think, you know, Sanchez is good. There's a reason he's a starter on the Yankees. He had a, just a hard, just a not good, uh, you know, cor- a 
miniature quarantine season. He didn't have it. And uh, he's got to prove himself. And um, the, the talk about Aaron Judge, um, if Aaron Judge didn't have uh, the injury issues um, that he has, and if he was playing, you know, 162 games every season, then um, this might just be me. But, you know, we've seen the large contracts players getting, you know, nine, ten years, eight years, something like that. I wouldn't be opposed to giving Aaron Judge six, seven years if he was like a legitimately healthy guy that like could stay healthy. He's absolutely worth that money. But right now, I just don't think you can make that commitment because the Yankees, regardless of, you know, how much money they have to spend, they shouldn't continuously uh, invest in Aaron Judge because they have bigger issues with their bullpen. They need five starters that they don't have. And that's why that money should not entirely go to Aaron Judge. The only issue is if Aaron Judge doesn't get that money, then he can easily go to just about any team in the MLB. So that's the issue that Aaron Boone is going to have to face next uh, next year. All right, let me give you a scenario, all right? Uh, Judge, so he's going into his age. He's going to be 30 when he's a free agent. So yeah. over the next two years, he plays 125 games a year, hits 60 home runs over that span. Cashman offers him four years at $21 million a year. Who says no? He's uh, Listen, Aaron Judge is not going to get a deal like Fernando Tatis Jr. or a – Mookie Betts got judge came into the league a lot older than a lot of these guys. So he's, he's going to be getting his money at age 30, right around the middle of his prime. So like I said, maybe an Aaron Hicks deal makes kind of sense, a six year deal. Or I mean, DJ LeMay who got six years at a lower AAV. And I honestly think Aaron judge may be a team player about it and realize that he's not a cocky guy. He knows what it takes to win. He knows that you need a team to win in front of him. And I think he'll accept something like that. But, I wouldn't go a four-year deal. Maybe he's looking more in, in a digit limit range of you know of a six-year contract. I just think, I mean, what you're saying is correct. Like that's where you'd want to get him. I just think teams are going to get in a bidding war for this guy, despite I'm despite like all the injuries and all all that this other stuff. I think teams are going to want him, and it, how far are the Yankees going to go in a bidding war? It's, that's what I. That's where I question it. It's not that I don't want him back. I don't just. He also I don't wants know. to win, though, too. So we have to think about what teams are going to be in contention of winning. I mean, the Padres are not going to sign him. The Dodgers are not going to sign him. No. Uh, the Pirates are not no. going to sign him. The Mariners are not going to sign him. Right. So you have to think of contenders. Who's going to sign him? The White Sox probably can't afford him. Uh, the Astros. He's probably not going there. He's never going to hear the end of it. Right. So it makes a lot of sense to stay with the Yankees because he's not going to get a someone. No one's going to offer him a a double digit year contract. I mean, maybe maybe uh, some stupid team like the Orioles are going to go on a 10 year contract until he's 40 years old. I just can't see it happening. No, I, I would I would generally agree with that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, starting pitching. That's a problem for me, and yeah. I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to get your guys' take on this. They're skipping Jamison Tyone's first start. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, uh, I they, didn't know. They don't want to rush him back from Tommy John surgery yet, and because of the off day after opening day, it puts Cole back on track to pitch on regular rest. So they play Thursday, then they're off on Friday, and then they play Saturday, Sunday. So they're going to go Cole, then they're going to have an off day, and then they're going to go Kluber, and then Kluber's going to pitch, and then it's going to be Montgomery and then Herman. And then it's going to go back to Cole and then to Tyone and then the rest of the rotation. Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I understand that they, they, they want to uh, slowly get him back into it uh, considering the surgery. Um, 
I like, listen, I guess I don't maybe know enough about recovering arms. I don't know how much a week or two does. I mean, maybe if they want to slowly get them back into it, I could understand that. Um, in terms of the rotation though, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, how it plays out. I mean, obviously Gary Cole, we know what to expect, but, uh, Corey Glover, uh, I'm, I'm actually very curious to see what he can do. I mean, uh, I was recently looking at some of the statistics. I mean, with Cleveland, he did, he had a really good – he had a couple of really good seasons there. Obviously, he was out for uh, last season, so obviously we didn't really get to see a lot of him. But um, I'm very curious to see what he can do. Uh, and then Herman, you know, the, the guy that Aaron Boone essentially took over, Davey Garcia, which I, I don't know how much I felt confident in that. I don't know. I liked Garcia a lot. Uh, he had a great spring, though. He had a 0.00 ERA into the last day of spring training. He was great. Who's that, Herman or Herman? Herman. Okay, yeah. But I still, I still think we're probably going to see Garcia at some point in the season. Um, but obviously, you know, and also uh, Montgomery too. I mean, Montgomery, uh, you know, uh, I really don't know what to expect from him as well. I mean, he had an all right season last year. And overall, his career has not been great. This is definitely a, a time that he could step up as that number four guy in the rotation. But I'm definitely curious to see what they can do. I mean, if any of these guys have a bad first month, month and a half, you're going to see Davey Garcia making starts in place of, of any of them. I think they'll definitely have more patience with Tyone because he is <laughs> under he is under contract for the next two years. But like with Kluber is a good good example. A month, month and a half, if he's not getting it done, they want Davey Garcia to pitch. He's down in the minors because they don't want him rotting away in the bullpen. So I think, honestly... Garcia's hot on every single one of these guys' tails except for Cole. So if they don't perform, we're going to see David Garcia. And the tie-on thing, I mean, it's whatever for me. I mean, I'm excited to see him pitch. I mean, it sucks for us as fans because we want to see what's happening. Um, but if that's what they say, they want to stretch him out a little bit, then uh, I'm fine with that. And look, and I think the Yankees are reading into it. We'd rather him miss a start in April than miss a start in October. Right, they want him to be the Jamison Tyone that they thought he could be when he was at the Pirates. And listen, it's April. They they don't want him playing against the Baltimore Orioles. I I get it. Like I get it. You know, let him throw a bullpen when he's scheduled to pitch. Throw maybe sixty pitches or so. Get him the full day's rest, and then you stretch him out. Maybe he throws seventy five his first start. I think that's the logic here. Um, I just don't know. If you could trust this rotation deep into the playoffs, um, I'm not expecting Cy Young Corey Kluber. I'm not. Uh, I'm expecting a decent Corey Kluber. Maybe he gives us a sub four ERA, like a 3.89, which is uh, decent for him. But if anybody thinks he's going to be his Cy Young self, I mean, they're just flat out wrong. Um, he's not like, we're, we're not getting the Cy Young Corey Kluber here. In, so. in 2017, 18-4. 225 ERA, 265 strikeouts. Hypothetically, say he gets back to that level, that would be kind of crazy. But like you said, that's probably not going to happen. But say, say this is like a fantasy world where we somehow have two Cy Youngs in our, in our rotation. That's like the absolute best possible possibility. But I feel like even at like half capacity, maybe 75%, I feel like Kluber could be great. Kluber could be a great number two. I absolutely think so. I think if you get sub sub three six five era out of the two of them as your two and three starters until severino comes back you're happy i think that's a fair number too, too high of an expectation maybe 
they have to wait till Severino comes back because when he comes back, everybody takes a step down. Because you know Severino is a number two pitcher as soon as oh, he comes yeah. back from Tommy Easily. John's surgery. Easily. But yeah. they're going to do what they did with Tyone and not rush him back too soon. So you may see him in the bullpen. Um, with the Yankees, they, they, they like to do that crap. Um, so, I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, I Like you said, Severino comes back. He's the second best pitcher in this rotation by – by a mile, and you're going to have to see who you're taking out out of Montgomery, Herman, Tyone, and Kluber, and if Garcia comes into the mix, but also injuries. I mean, you, you got to have seven you trade solid. Herman. I mean, you could trade Herman at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, maybe to a team that is looking for a strong pitcher that's not contending like the Colorado Rockies because um, they're not contending anytime soon. And you could get something nice back in return, uh, you know, like a, like a bench piece, maybe a Charlie Blackman if you have injuries. They're trying to get them off their hands, um, but yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, that that's that's interesting. Trading Herman. I actually let me look up uh, how many years years of control he's got left because that's a, that's huge for. Uh, Dom, teams. While, while you do that, the Yankees have an interesting name coming out of the bullpen this year. If he uh, makes the team, the rosters are submitted tomorrow. His name is Lucas Lutke, and we'll get to him in a second. If nobody else has heard of him, but Dom. Tell us what you got. Um, so uh, we'll get to Licky. Actually, I was reading up on him today. But so Herman is a free agent after 2025. So he will draw a huge hole if you needed to go get somebody at the deadline. That's a very good point, Will, that you could use him as a trade chip because okay. you have Garcia coming. You have Severino coming. Lucas Licky had a great spring. Do you, know, um, you know something funny about him? He has not pitched in the majors since 2015. Yeah, is that right? Because I knew he hadn't pitched in a while. I was looking at his numbers. 2015. Here's baseball reference. His That's last it. season in the Major League Baseball was 2015. Okay. Not even. He has. He, what was, uh, he, what was he, he doing? Played. He barely played. He he's he battled injury. Uh, was in the minors a couple of seasons. Um, but no, he. I mean, this was his spring training stats with the Yankees. 1.749 ER. <laughs> 1.74 <laughs> ERA. And lefty, lefty. And he's a lefty, and he's, thir- he's thirty. He's 34 years old. <laughs> Holy. I mean, when I first heard of Lucas Lupke, I'm like, great, we have a sick, like, young reliever out of the bullpen. No, this guy has been around <laughs> quite like, a while. Yeah, he was with the A's Holy. last year. Uh, obviously never got into a game. I don't even think he was with their uh, – No. At the alternate site. I don't even think he was there. But um, I think he's an interesting piece as well because – they could also use Garcia out of the bullpen if, if he struggles. And I think you're looking at a scenario where the Yankees, in my opinion, they don't have the best bullpen this year. I don't know why you traded Adam Onovino to the Red Sox. I mean, if you're going to trade him, trade him out of the American League East, because let's be honest, he's going to make Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Gary Sanchez look like idiots when <laughs> he's up at the plate yeah. with that wicked slider he has. Granted, he, the Red Sox are not going to get this year anyway. But, um, I mean, you never know. They are the Red Sox. They, I, I do like their bench pieces. Marwin Gonzalez, Kiki Hernandez. It's pretty good if you ask me. Uh, but th- their bullpen is taking a huge hit. No Zach Britton. Where is Justin Wilson going to start the season? So now your best reliever is Chad Green and Aroldis Chapman. What do you do from there? Hey, man, get innings out of your starting pitchers because I'm tired of Luis Sessa. I'm tired of Oh, Luis I Sessa. hate Luis Sessa. He's oh, the bane you... of my existence, Luis kidding. Sessa. Hey, they got O'Day. I think O'Day is reliable he's not a stud he's no zach Britton. he's no uh chad green when he's when chad green is on um but he's reliable 
I really hate the idea of, of putting Garcia in the bullpen, though. I just I want him to work as a starter because I think he's top three in your rotation. That's where that's his ceiling. So I I just hate the idea of moving him in and in and out of the bullpen, you know, disrupting his his routine as a starting pitcher because that's where I want him to get to. And I think they could get away with using their other arms and keeping Nick Garcia Nelson, uh, out Nick of there. Nelson is a terrific pitcher too. I, I mean, Nick Nelson had a great spring, uh, but here's the projected bullpen. Chapman, Green, O'Day. And here's where it gets kind of itchy. Sessa, yeah. Loisaga. Mm. Yeah, I like Johnny. Uh, yeah, Loisaga wasn't bad. Michael King, Nick Nelson, and Lucas Lutke. So, Lucky. no... Uh, no Britain and no Wilson, and that bullpen takes a huge hit. So, hopefully, this Wilson thing is short. I th- he's probably going to start the season on the IL. Yeah. Um, which is fine if if you want him missing games, miss him now. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this is an issue because this is going to come back to bite them, in, you know, in August and September, this is like the epitome of like how you lose games is you can have it we know we know this that you can have a great roster of hitters but if you do not have you know a solid bullpen when you know one of your starters doesn't have a great start and you need to pick up the slack and you don't have guys that come in and you know get the job done that's just going to be a problem like it's just going to be a big big problem that they need to address well one of these guys got to step up i like uh louis i i think he was great last year i think that if, if any of these guys can step up i think he's one of those guys that i feel uh, decently confident that he could be decent. And, uh, I mean, hey, Chad, Chad Green as well. I mean, but then after that, I don't know. Sessa, I don't have any real faith in. He didn't show me anything to, to prove that. So I don't, I, it's, it's questionable. It's like I said, I don't want to have, I don't want to be sitting in September and we're up two runs and I'm worried about us losing this game with two innings left, you know, that that's the problem that's going to end up happening. It's just very odd. It's odd, and it, it, it scares the crap out of me that you have Chapman, Green, and O'Day, and then it's Loisaga, toss-up. Sessa, no. King, okay. But Nick Nelson, I am telling you guys, Nick Nelson is a name to watch. He's 25 years old. In spring training, he had an ERA of a 0.90. Yeah, he's some he's somebody to watch. Four pitch pitcher. Um, they like him a lot. They, they he's one of the guys they wanted to be uh be on this team. Him along with Michael King too. I mean, two kind kind of under the radar guys that, that have been in the Yankee system for a while. They came up and pitched last year. They've got good stuff, both of them. So honestly, I, I'm going to Nick Nelson before I go to Luis Sessa. Yeah, I mean that's not even a question for me. Yeah, it's close. And and they view King and uh. Nelson as potential starters on the team. They do. They do. And you know, the, it, it, it's important to have depth. And if you only get um, two winnings at a, you know, Kluber or Herman or Cole has a bad outing, you have guys that you could turn to, uh, but you know, but that bullpen is going to need some help later at the trade deadline. We all know that. Let's just say this. The roster you see now is not the roster you see come October. It no. will change a lot. Um, trades, injuries, things are going to happen. Well, is Lucas Lucky going to stick around? I'm going to say no. I don't think he sticks around. Uh, I think he had a great spring. I think he, I think he's going to get lit up when they bring him into high leverage situations. Um, I don't like Chapman at all. Uh, when Chapman first came into the league, 
he was great because nobody threw yeah. 100 miles an hour. Now, if you don't throw 100 miles an hour, you ain't pitching. So he has nothing anymore. And his... I, I don't, I don't want to see that smirk. That smirk. Oh, God. I, can't, I don't want to see that. Not again. Not another October with that smirk. If, like that, that's it. <laughs> like you, like you said, he was there was so much hype when he came in. Like oh, I can do 101. Like this guy's got the fire. Like he's he's all right. Like he's really all right. And he he, he both saves and he, he's average at this point. You know, he kind of just blends in the crowd. I don't know, but I don't know who you you put in for him. But like I said, I don't want to see that smirk. They brought up an interesting uh, idea. I don't know. It was either on the fan. Maybe it was, or maybe it was on TV. Oh, there's the smirk, the immortal or oldest Chapman. There was an idea oh where you flip flop Zach Britton and Aroldis Chapman. But the problem with that is Chapman is so mental. I don't know if you could take him out of that ninth inning role and he's gonna have any success. They tried it in eighteen and he got lit up. I remember there was one series in Texas, he was struggling. They brought him in, in the seventh or eighth inning and just completely imploded. Um his only role that he's going to be successful in is the closer role, but Britain closing games. That's interesting to me. Even if you just don't go to Chapman at all, if you can get it to Britain, I mean, he was, a, he almost won the Cy Young as a closer in Baltimore and he still got the stuff. I, I, what do you think, Robbie? I, I would, I would do that at least once in Switch a while. I think you should change it up. I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason not to you do a little experimenting this season. I think this is absolutely one of those times where, you know, any of these guys can be worthy of stepping up. I don't think a lot of these guys have proven themselves. Besides, Jadman is definitely one that has the most experience. But I feel like um, a lot of these guys are young. A lot of these guys have been hurt. We don't know what they've done in a couple months. So I absolutely, yeah, I agree with you. Experiment. I think that's a great idea. Also, the bullpen is not bad when Justin Wilson and Zach Britton are playing with the Yankees. Because that means right now, if Zach Wilson is with the uh, – Zach Wilson. I'm talking about the Jets right now. Man. <laughs> exactly. If, if Zach Britton and Justin Wilson are with yeah. the Yankees, Lutke and Sessa probably don't make the team. I think they keep Nelson and they probably keep King, but I don't think Sessa and Lutke are here. So when they get that, and remember, Sessa is out of options, so he's going to have to be DFA'd and no one's going to take him so he could be on a shuttle back to Wilkes-Barre. Um, so I think when they come back, Lutke – if he's having a good season, then you turn to Loisaga or one of the two rookies in King and uh, and uh, um, whatever the guy's name is, Nelson. But I no. think that the odd men out. So definitely yeah. Sessa. Sessa's got to be the first one to be the odd man out. I can't stand Luis Sessa. I mean, Aaron Boone, it's like, he, it's like he's got a love affair with this guy in big situations. He just tosses the ball over to Luis Sessa and says, hey, good go have fun, and then he blows the lead. It, it drives me crazy. And he's been here since 2016. You know, he's actually – he's been here for a long time, and he's just never turned into what Cashman thought he was going to. You know, he's a Met. He's got the Mets stink on him. He was in the in the Cespedes trade. He went from the Mets to the Tigers. So, yeah, Lucky definitely isn't in this bullpen if Wilson and Britton are here. Uh Sessa's an interesting one just because they love him so much. Like I don't know if they would want to part ways with him, but uh, it, it, you're right. It, it's a much different looking bullpen with Britton and Wilson. And I, and, and I think that goes back to the depth, right? Because when you had Batances here, when you had Vino and you had Canely, <laughs> it was still a dominant bullpen Tommy. when two of those guys were missing. <laughs> and I miss Tommy Canely. I love the guy. He's down in LA with the Dodgers. Mm. And I, Adovino was with the Red Sox, but if 
and Matanzas is with the Mets. Uh, maybe you phone the Mets for Dylan Matanzas to come back, but I don't know if that's going to happen. The Mets mm. they're big shots right now, and I hope Lindor walks on them. Oh, uh, so do I. Oh, they they are they are like on their knees to Lindor right now. They I think they are really. I can't stand the Mets, guys. I just can't stand. Oh them. my! Oh, God. I hate them. I hope I hope Lindor walks, and I mean. They're, they set a deadline, and I don't know if they're going to make it to, to uh, opening Uncle day. They want to get this stuff done. Uncle Stevie. Uncle Stevie's going to sign every free. <laughs> Let me tell you something for all the Mets fans listening out there, right? You're disappointed you didn't get Trevor Bauer. Just because you have a new GM that spent, spends money doesn't mean you're going to get everybody that to, to come to you. They have to come to you. Trevor Bauer didn't want to come to you for a reason. For a reason, Lindor had no choice to come to you. <laughs> he was traded there. It's very clear he don't want to stick around. Very clear he's not signing a contract. And look, look, if the biggest number before, if I don't hear nothing by tomorrow, that's a problem for the Mets. This is not a Mets podcast. Well, why am I talking about them? It's gross. Eh, it's uh, baseball, though. Let's wrap up the show this way. Over under, how many games? Gary Sanchez has to play before he loses a starting position in Kyle Higashioka. Now it's worth mentioning the Yankees just signed Garrett Cole's personal catcher in Houston, Robinson Chirinos to a minor league contract. So over under how many games does Gary Sanchez play before he's benched? I'll start. I'm going to say zero. I think he's Gary Sanchez of old. Okay. I want to be right. I want to be right that he's Gary Sanchez of old. Cause if he's right, they're a great team. Okay, so so you're saying he's not going to get benched? I think he's going to be the start of the entire season. I do. That, that's that's where I was going. I uh, I don't see him hitting, and I see him hitting over the Mendoza line. I mean, he's not he's not a amateur. He, he's not a neophyte out there. Like he he's a professional hitter. He just he's so streaky and he's so mental. I mean, it's it's like watching bad girls on TV with that's this guy. That's the thing too, Don. Is that I don't want Aaron Boone to say when Gary Sanchez in the first three games against Toronto goes one for 21, that we're going to bench him the next game. Yeah. In order for you to be consistent, you have to play at a consistent level. So that's where I'm flip-flopped right now. I I feel like what's going to happen is like, he'll play the first half of the season. I feel like, and then you're going to get into like the dog days of the summer. It's hot. There's double headers. They're going to throw in, Kyle Hiyashioka or uh, Garrett Cole's catcher they might bring up in the summer. That might happen. People are going to see that and be like, wait a minute. This guy is, like, way better hitter than Gary Sanchez. And they're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. Like, you know, Gary Sanchez and Garrett Cole have a kind of a connection. They might have – they've already had a couple games together. They don't want to mess that up. And, you know, we saw last season, like, Gary Sanchez had a lot of opportunity and, you know, he struck out a lot and he did not do a lot. He just, he just didn't, he didn't do, he didn't produce for the team. And it was like a big issue. I mean, it's probably something he's been thinking about all off season. So he's going to be coming back with the chip on his shoulder. I'm sure he's been working on his game. He wants to, he wants to be a good player. I believe that. So I really think that he's going to, I got to give him at least half the season, maybe two thirds. And if he's really still not at that level, then yeah, you take a different, you go in a different direction for sure. I think he keeps the spot the whole year. I think he's bouncing back. Maybe not 2018, 34, or 2019, 
35 home runs, 230 hitter. I don't know. Maybe he's not, not doing that. that. No. But I Boone think said, Boone said he's playing Thursday. Um, which is so good. We'll yeah. Uh, which I mean, is good. Give yeah. him his confidence. Let him catch Cole. You have to. If play Cole's, the first week. I mean, play play the first four or five games. I mean, if Cole starts getting lit up, though, that's it's gonna get it's gonna get dicey. The Blue Jays are not Springer though, but Bo Bichette's gonna hit like forty five home runs this year. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's so good. He's my favorite player on their team. Him and uh, I don't know why Danny Jansen, their catcher. I don't, he's not even like a great hitter. It's just like, I don't know. I like Danny Jansen a lot, like a random player that, that I like on their team. Bichette, Danny Jansen. I can't stand Rowdy Telez because he kills me in the show every single time we I play against him. Um, but hey, you know I mean, what? I'm an Xbox guy. I finally get the show like in three weeks or so. I'm oh, is, it, is this your first show game? Uh, so I had mono oh, like two yeah. summers ago, and I bought a PS4 uh, just to get the show, and then I traded it in. Um, but I finally get to play Emily the show on the Xbox. Uh, awesome. so yeah, I'm excited. Great game. I'm hyped. Robbie, you're an Xbox guy too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've so been, we've been waiting for this. The last, the last baseball game was MLB 2K13. 13. Yeah. The 360. I've been playing that since for five, six years now. <laughs> this is like so, unbelievable. So at Xbox had to come up with a way to, to keep their customers happy. So they created the game oh, yeah. RBI Baseball 14. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my the god! The graphics, the graphics on that it's a, game. It's a phone game. It's literally, <laughs> a phone game. It's literally, it's literally <laughs> is the graphics of a phone game. And you gotta pay twenty dollars for it. You gotta pay twenty dollars um, for it. Oh. And it'll be the show though. It's such a realist. Oh my god! It's gonna be so good. I'm I so am. I'm definitely it. I can't wait. Twenty days to go. Uh, twenty-two day, twenty-one days, twenty-one days to go. Tomorrow, tomorrow, twenty days to go until it comes out. I can't wait. Uh, let's wrap up the show there. Uh, I, I think that's a good way to do it. Uh, how do how we, we want to do this? We want to do a podcast every week to talk about the status of the Yankees every other week. How do we want to do this? Do every think? week, I think. Yeah. We're gonna stay on top. Not every week. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think this time slot works well. Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. I yeah, because as soon as I, I get, I get right off work, things. I come home. I'm good. Yeah, this is a good uh, So definitely. next time you'll hear from us, let's read the schedule out loud. And look, the Yankees always lose the first series of the regular season. I mean, that's just what they do, right? Mm. Uh, I went And everybody to, panics. Yeah, I went to the two of the first three games against the Baltimore Orioles when they blew them up in game one and then just Tulowitzki at the home run in game two and it was downhill. Uh, so Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, the Yankees are playing the Blue, uh, the Blue Jays. And, of course, we're raining the forecast. Thursday's game can be pushed to Friday. Um, so we may have to wait a little longer. Uh, but Kluber is pitching Saturday for the Yankees. So Corey Kluber gets game two. And Domingo Herman gets Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, game number three. I'm not one to judge, but we're having a domestic abuser pitch on Easter Sunday. Uh, it's a bad look. It's a bad yeah. job. Not, it's a bad, it's a bad job. Um, but Cole against Ryu, opening day. That's a good one to watch. Cannot wait to watch Juan Soto clap around Jacob DeGrom on Thursday night uh, when the Mets are in Washington. Uh, after that, though, Toronto and then the Blue Jays home for three. Um, so next time you hear from us is the 6th of April when the Yankees take on the, Bol- uh, the Baltimore Orioles of game number four in the quest of 162. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. If the MLB has to cancel games this year, are they expecting teams to play a full 162? I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I would, th- I would think question. so. Um, yeah. but you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. 
Wills, you should say my Baltimore Orioles because you're you're hopping on that train uh, from the other shows we've done. You love Baltimore <laughs> right now. They're... I I mean, look, Ryan Mountcastle is projected to be their number one left fielder or first baseman. This guy has better stats than Gary Sanchez has projected, and he hasn't even played a game in the major leagues. Um, so this oh, guy's going to be a stud. That, um, that should be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, they also have Trey Mancini back. Uh, Anthony Santander is supposed to be pretty good. So Baltimore's a dangerous team. I think Toronto is the second-place team in this division. Uh, I think Tampa Bay took a huge step back this year. No no Blake uh, no Blake Snell, no Charlie Morton. They brought back Chris Archer. Um, yeah, yeah. It's bad luck for them. Um, the Yankees got to do something here. Uh, so they play all American League East teams until the show releases on April 20th. Mm. You have three against Toronto, three against Baltimore, three against Tampa, three against Toronto, three against Tampa, and then you leave the America League East for two home against Atlanta. Um, yeah. So they're going to be seeing a lot of familiar faces throughout the first month of the regular season. Um, and here's what they could be, right? They could beat Baltimore. They beat them 19, 17 out of 19 times two years ago. <laughs> they just couldn't beat yeah. them last year. But nope. short season. <laughs> so, um, All right. I think that wraps us up. What yeah, do you guys ev- think? Everybody good? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. I've, I, I'm just excited to see baseball again. I'm just so excited to see baseball again. It'll be yeah. this season more than last. I feel like this is a real season now. It's you know that was kind of like a, the 60 game was like eh, it was kind of a tease. This is like this is real. Like and, this feels real. We're gonna try to go to a game. Uh, this yeah. Uh, the end of this semester. I mean, w- we could pick like a weekend game or something to go to. Yeah. Uh, because you got to be either fully vaccinated or get a test. We get tested here every week anyway. So we're going to just show them the results there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, hope they have a good season. Just got to stay healthy. It all starts Thursday. Can't wait oh, or yeah. Friday if it rains. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Will Pesic, Robbie Finizio, and Dom Sedicino, right? Is that how you say your last name, Dom? Sedicino. Sedicino. I keep screwing it up. <laughs> I'll get it right one of these days. Until, until Tuesday, go Yanks.